May the words of my lips and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Lord and my Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Greetings, all saints. It is wonderful to be here with you this morning. As I think I say every time I'm here, All Saints has a very special place in my heart. Not only is it the parish where my husband and I were married in 2019, but it is also one of the two churches that is supporting me in my ordination process, that is, in my journey to become an Episcopal priest. So this is a spiritual home, and it is always great to be back home. Today, I thought I would reflect on the gospel reading from Mark. The passage that we read today is one of the most dramatic moments in Jesus' earthly life, an event called the transfiguration or the metamorphosis in Greek. This moment of metamorphosis has always been the source of fascination for painters and artists. And recently, I had the chance to see a, a huge wall-sized 16th century oil painting of the Transfiguration by the artists Giovanni Francesco Penny and Giulio Romano. So I'm going to set it up as this vision of this painting. In this painting, Jesus floats above a mountain in a cloud of dazzling white. On his left and on his right are Moses and Elijah, representing the law and the prophets. The drama of the painting, though, or at least what caught my attention, was how the three disciples who witnessed the transfiguration were depicted. For the story goes that Jesus took Peter, James, and John up a mountain, and that it was these three who were the witnesses of this great change. In the painting, one of the disciples shields his eyes and looks down, suggesting that the transfigured Jesus was as bright as the, mid, as the midday sun. The second disciple is curled up on the ground and is covering his head, suggesting that it was holy and awesome, but also terrifying. And then there is Peter in the center of the painting, whose posture and body language were painted very precisely. In it, Peter is straining to look up directly at Jesus, but he can't quite do so. He is leaning forward and appears as if just about to speak. In Mark's gospel, we hear that Peter eventually says, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Mark adds that Peter said this because he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. But Jesus doesn't respond to Peter's exclamation or suggestion of building those three dwellings. Instead, a cloud overshadows the scene, and Moses and Elijah disappear. Then a loud voice proclaims, this is my son, listen to him. The vision then dissipates, they all descend from the mountain, and Jesus tells the three disciples to tell no one what they had seen. As I noted before, this is pretty dramatic. 
It's one of the most dramatic moments in Jesus' earthly ministry, and there are a lot of moving pieces and special effects. Over the past two millennia, Christian theologians have repeatedly tried to understand and, and interpret all the symbolism going on in the story. Some have focused on the mountains and the clouds, others the way that Jesus' importance surpasses Moses and Elijah's. For me, though, I thought I'd share two insights that I think speak especially to our lives today. The first observation comes from a fourth century theologian, John Chrysostomus, who was remarkably attuned to issues of power, wealth, and poverty. In his homily on the Transfiguration, he notes how Jesus, Moses, and Elijah are all three examples of faithfulness in dangerous times. Faithfulness in the face of tyrants. Speaking of Moses and Elijah, Chrysostom observes, both the one and the other had courageously withstood a tyrant, one the Egyptian, the other Ahab, and both were simple, unlearned men. Moses was slow of speech and weak of voice, Elijah a rough countryman, and both were people who despised the riches of this world Moses possessed nothing, and Elijah had nothing but his sheepskin. Chrysostom goes on to say that Jesus matches this description as well, and so all three holy figures on that mountain were examples of what integrity and faithfulness look like in a period of violence, danger, and abuses of power. And this, sadly, I think there's a lot for us to draw on today. A second insight that I want to share comes from biblical scholarship. In Mark's gospel generally, and in this story particularly, Peter is portrayed as a faithful follower of Jesus who only half understands what is really going on. Peter calls Jesus rabbi only to have a divine voice say that Jesus is more than just a rabbi. He is the son of God. Peter's suggestion of building three dwellings in honor of Jesus, Moses, and Elijah is simply ignored. Jesus doesn't even address this suggestion because it is so misplaced. This is similar, by the way, to other moments in Mark's gospel, where Peter proclaims that Jesus is the Messiah, but then fails to understand what that title actually means. And so, interestingly, as Christians, one of the most important portrayals of discipleship that we have is, frankly, someone who doesn't ever quite get it right. <coughs> Jesus eventually calls Peter his rock, and the church has always insisted that this was meant as a compliment. But the Gospels themselves seem to enjoy playing with the idea that Peter, the rock, was a bit hard-headed. Peter, the rock, could be thick skulled. This Peter then, the first among the disciples, is repeatedly portrayed as struggling to understand Jesus' true identity and what following him actually meant. And I just want to say that I find this to be, frankly, 
such a relief and good news. After all, who is Jesus to you? By what particular titles do you feel most comfortable calling him? And how do you think Jesus is going to reshape or transfigure your life? If you don't have immediate and very clear answers to all of those questions, well, you're actually in pretty great company. Because the Gospels go out of their way to reassure us that Peter himself, this rock, regularly struggled to answer those questions too. I think sometimes the church isn't well served by two-dimensional depictions of what it means to be a faithful follower of Jesus. And I suppose this is why I've always been drawn to the more complex portrayals of Peter as faithful but frequently mistaken, faithful but also terrified and deeply flawed. It's also why I think Chrysostom's observation is so important that a part of our collective faith story from Moses to Elijah to Jesus is about people who are a bit rough around the edges with varying levels of talents, serving as best as they can manage in times of danger and when the stakes are frighteningly high. The last thing I want to say this morning is personally just how much comfort I find in these more complex depictions of faithfulness. Maybe this isn't the wisest thing to admit from a pulpit as a person trying to become a priest, but I'm not a particularly certain individual. Gratitude to God comes easily to me, but the words of prayer oftentimes do not. For me, faithfulness has never manifested as rock-like certainty, but rather it has always felt more like Peter's grasping only bits and pieces, or even better, Jacob's wrestling with the angel of the Lord. Faith for me is about struggling to understand, struggling to live out, struggling to use well these gifts that I've received. I could never describe my faith as marked by blessed assurance, more like angsty internal wrestling with God. My overarching faith journey is a story of fits and starts, and my journey to the priesthood has included multiple attempts, multiple self-imposed pauses, a further delay so I could go live in Spain for a year, as well as many long stretches of doubt. And so for all these reasons, I, I genuinely draw a lot of comfort from the gospel's complex depiction of Peter's version of faithfulness, as well as writers like the prophet Isaiah, who insisted that a humbly made offering is far better than a perfect one. For God sees the love and faithfulness with which we render our imperfect prayers, our fumbling responses, and our broken gifts. Amen.